Welcome to Love You Most. We are back for another episode and I am really excited because this is one that I feel like is perfect because it's starting to warm up and I think that these are the kind of things that I think about whenever it starts to warm up. Like, how am I going to have the best summer of my life? How am I going to have the best year of my life? How am I going to do, you know, X, Y, and Z if I don't like have the budget for it, you know? And I feel like I think about that a little less now because I'm in a different space financially than I was in my 20s. But in my 20s, y'all, we were we were strapped. Like we were we were struggling. Like, especially beginning of my 20s, like there were many times in college where I was like, okay, I don't really know what I'm eating tonight. Like, you know, I hope that I can grab some food at work or, you know, just things like that. And I feel like there's so many people who also feel the same way and maybe just have like a really tight budget, but have so many like hopes and dreams for what this summer or spring or year could look like. So this episode is about how to romanticize romanticize life without spending money. And you're probably thinking like, is that even possible? Especially if you're watching television or on the internet, it seems like everyone is traveling to Aruba or they're going to Mykonos or they're you know, doing all these outlandish and crazy and fun things. And so sometimes it can feel like life isn't going to be fun if you don't have the budget for it. But I'm here to tell you it will be, can be, and is. And I think I've learned that more than ever in this last year because I've really tried to like make the most of the mundane, but also like there are a lot of creative things that you can do to romanticize, just not even like the weekend, just like a day to day without spending money. So we're going to get into that. Before we do that, I'm going to um, answer some of your questions because I feel like answering questions first is just, it's just fun. And in the last episode, I didn't answer any of your questions because we just talked all about books. So this episode, we won't be talking about books because you guys got a whole episode of that last week. But so many of you guys messaged me saying that you love that episode. So I think that there will be more of those to come just because you loved it so much. And honestly, I want to share things that you guys love. Like that's literally why we're here just to like hang out and talk. So let's get into the questions. Well, actually, before we get into the questions, let's look at some of the reviews because the reviews just make me happy. Whenever you guys leave little reviews over on Apple podcasts or whenever you leave them on Spotify, it just makes me feel so freaking good. And I can't even explain how good it makes me feel. And I think it's just because I'm literally talking to nothing and no one. Like I'm just a girl with a mic on a bed. And I literally, like when I first started these episodes, I was under a blanket because like I didn't know what I was doing. And someone actually the other day when we were on the Smoky Mountains trip, one of the girls was like, Hey, how do you zoom in on your camera? And I was like, I literally don't know. And like, I do not know how to edit these episodes. So that's why like you guys just get like the full episode of just me just like talking. I don't edit anything crazy into it because I literally don't know how. I'm just, I'm just a girl, okay? I'm just a girl learning and trying to figure out things, all right? So um, in the last episode, you guys left um, a little Q&A response. So one of you guys uh, said, I quite enjoyed it. And that was from Mel V3. And I'm so glad you enjoyed the books episode. And then um, Larissa Mendita said, love these book episodes. And she left that over on the Spotify Q&A, which I always leave a little Q&A box where you guys can drop just like how you're feeling about the episode, what came to mind, how you felt like that kind of thing over on Spotify. And then on the how to refuel your soul episode, one of you guys said um, a little message there. It's from Catherine Quinn. 
He said, I'm late to finding this podcast, but listening to the first two episodes of this podcast has felt like a hug and a cup of tea with the best friend just when I needed. Thank you. Oh my God, crying. Oh, guys. Sometimes I forget that you guys are like actually real. And I don't know why, like, because I can literally see like numbers and things, but like numbers just aren't people, you know, like, but if we had like a podcast meetup, which I think would be the coolest thing ever, it would be so cool to just like meet you guys. So for the questions um, that you guys left, I always try to answer every single one and you guys left a good amount this time. So let's go through these. One of you said, how do you know when something is for you? I think you can just like feel it in your gut. Like, deep down, I feel like we know what we should do and we what's for us or I don't know, just like sometimes I feel like we almost have a battle with like what the world is telling us is good and what we actually want to do. And a lot of those times those things come to a head. But I feel like deep, deep down, like if we really ask ourselves, like, does this feel good in our gut? Does it not feel good? I feel like most of the time we know. And so I think leaning into that feeling is what's going to like help you decide what is for you. Like, um, I think I heard someone once say like, tell yourself you're going to flip a coin and say like heads is going to be, you know, I moved to Seattle and tails is going to be, I moved to New York or wherever and go to flip that coin right before you flip the coin. There's going to be like just a half second where you're like, oh, I hope that it lands on this because I want to go to this specific place. So like before you flip the coin, you're probably thinking like, ah, I don't know what I want to do. I can't decide. But when you go to flip that coin, like you will know because deep down, like deep, deep down, even maybe so deep that you don't want to admit it to yourself, which is wild because like no one knows like the inner workings of our thoughts or our mind, but sometimes we don't want to admit things to ourselves. Like deep down, I feel like we know like what we should do. So just like lean into that. And if you have to flip a coin, do that. But another question you asked was, are you and Brady on opposite political sides as a biracial couple? Genuinely curious. I wouldn't say we're opposite by any means because he doesn't really have like a political side. I feel like I definitely lean more towards like Democrat, but again, like I feel like both of us just like want to make the world a better place. And so I don't know. I just, I don't know if I can ever say like, I will and only will vote for this specific party because like, yes, someone might say, okay, I'm going to run in this party and I'm going to like do X, Y, and Z. But then when you really like dig deep into things, like, and you see maybe they're being like backed by this big corporation that's like not the best, or like they have other things that maybe aren't like in line with like what you believe or what you think or like your morals. I just think that like both of us, we've never been the type to be like, yeah, I will forever ride for like this person or this party. I feel like we are more like intentional about who we vote for and what we vote for based on like what that person is saying that they're going to do. Also looking at their track record and their history and not just like looking at words, but looking at actions and all of those things. So yeah, I just think that that's like a very deep question, which I think is great that you asked it. But I think it's also a little nuanced because when someone says like, what's your political party? I'm always like, this is what it is. But also like, I'm not like just connected to only that. Like maybe I will vote independently or like maybe I will vote libertarian. Like, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I feel like I look more to the person I'm voting for versus like a specific party. But again, I do lean more towards one party. But again, 
it's all like relative to the situation. Another question you asked was, do you want to do content creation long term? Uh, yes, 100%. Like it's my job. So if I didn't want to do it, I would literally quit and just like do something else. And I think that this job has made me realize that like the sky is the freaking limit. Like Emily Henry, who is a romance author, she literally wrote like five bestsellers and almost all of them I think are becoming movies. And she's like 35 or like 33 or something like that. Like she is not far off from my age or maybe she's 32. I don't know. Um, but she's like, you know, still in her like early thirties, which I think just reminds me that I have so much life that I can live and so many like so many dreams that I can still achieve and maybe they all aren't one thing. So yes, I definitely want to continue to do content creation long-term, but like if I change my mind, I will do that. I'm not like beholden to just doing one thing forever if I don't like want to do it 10 years from now. Another question, dealing with stress as a student, currently finding it hard to make time for myself. I'm so sorry. I feel like being a student is just really hard. It takes everything out of you. I really encourage you to try to carve just like even 15 minutes a day for yourself. And I think sometimes whenever we look at our schedule and we're like, okay, you know, it is packed, like back to back to back. There's absolutely nothing that we can do. I think sometimes trying to add in something that you enjoy with something you hate can make things better. So maybe if you have to study, go outside on a blanket and like sit under the sun and study instead of being holed up in your bedroom. Or maybe if you just like need to write notes, maybe listen to like one of your favorite artists while you're writing those notes. I think that that's like an easier way to make things more enjoyable. And another question you asked was, how is your grieving process going? That I feel like takes a big deep breath because I actually just shared in a YouTube video um, whenever we went to the Smoky Mountains, I got a little emotional because it's hard to talk about things that you're going through when people just don't understand the gravity of what you're going through. And like, obviously people have parents who die all the time. They have, you know, siblings who die all the time. They have people who die from sickness, from, you know, car crashes. They have, you know, people who just like terrible things happen to people all the time. And, you know, it just hits different, obviously when it's you. And I feel like, like, for example, a lot of people's families, like they get divorced. And I feel like we don't talk enough about how that is so like, earth shaking for people, but because it happens so often, people are like, oh, well, another person got divorced. Like those kids are just going to have to like figure it out. But that is literally like earth shaking. I'm sure it like breaks your trust um, just in people and humanity in your parents and your family dynamic and all those things that you have to work through probably in therapy like years later. And I feel like just because it happens often, sometimes as a society, we can just be like, well, it's really not that big of a deal, but it is. And so with my dad passing, like, I think sometimes people who have not been through grief in any capacity other than like their grandparents, and I'm not saying that that is not grief because it definitely is. But if you have had like a parental figure or someone who has been like an anchor in your life, and maybe that grandparent was that anchor for you, like maybe they were like a parent parental figure almost in a way, but I feel like when you've had someone pass away and they're just gone forever, it is a very like, there's an empty feeling that I cannot explain that just doesn't feel like it will ever be filled again. And I talked to a lot of other people who's who have had people pass away that are close to them in their life. And 
almost everyone has said like that feeling never goes away. You constantly have that open hole in your heart and you just like navigate life with that open hole in your heart. And someone I know recently, her family member passed away. And I remember when I saw that, I was just like, oh my gosh, like I felt like I was feeling her pain, but it's because I can recognize how much she's hurting right now. And I think that unless you've went through a loss of someone, like you just can't explain it and you can't like, I don't know, it's just something that I feel like if you haven't had that happen, you can't really understand how hard it is. And I just almost get emotional just thinking about it. So grieving is something that I think will be like a lifetime thing for me. I'll continue to grieve, but in different ways. Like I'll grieve how I won't have my dad with me as I get older. And I will grieve that, you know, I'm in my early thirties and maybe I'll change my mind and want kids one day and he'll never get to meet them. And I'll grieve that my family dynamic is different now that he's gone and he won't be around for holidays and birthdays. And I think that every monumental moment, I'll grieve that he's not there. And so just all those things, like there's grief layered. Um, so I wouldn't say that my grieving process is going well by any means, but I think that it's just a very lonely and isolating feeling because I can't really explain that just that feeling or how like my thought process is to someone who isn't or hasn't ever went through that kind of loss. So thank you for asking though. Um, another question you asked was what's one thing 2024 has taught you so far? I'd say that like the sky is the limit and like you just can literally like tomorrow I could quit this job and like try something else and maybe that won't work. And then I can do something else. And like the sky is the limit. Like you don't ever have to box yourself in. And I don't know if 2024 taught me that or 2023 taught me that. And I'm like really walking in that in 2024. I'm not really sure. But another question you asked was school, work, internship, dogs, homework, struggle to make gym time tips. Um, I really want to encourage people who are trying to add the gym into their life just like remind yourself, it does not have to be a long gym session. Like I go to the gym four days a week and I've been doing that for the past almost four years. It'd be four years this summer. The classes, I kid you not, it's with CrossFit. I kid you not, the classes are no more than 40 minutes. No more than 40 minutes. And usually our like average is around 30 minutes. That is like one television show. Like I kid you not, that's one TV show. So I like encourage you that if you only have 15 minutes to work out, like just do that. Like take 15 minutes to work out in your home. You don't even have to go to a gym. Like, you know, do Pilates on your laptop. Just do something that you know is going to be good for your body. And I think sometimes we feel like, okay, we need to go to the gym and do this like long hour long workout for it to be like sustainable or it's to be something that like actually is beneficial. But it's actually more beneficial for you to work out consistently for a shorter period of time than for you to work out in like an irregular schedule and doing it for a long period of time. So I really encourage you just to try to carve out even like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, if you can, that's going to be so much more beneficial just for you. And it's also going to be something a lot easier to add into your schedule than like a long gym session. Another question was how was, was your New York hotel affordable less than a hundred dollars a night headed to New York next week for the first time. Uh, my hotel was not less than a hundred dollars a night. Uh, I want to say it was like 
300 or like 280 or something. I try to stay at like Kimpton hotels, but there's definitely a lot of affordable options. I will say that one thing I don't skip on skimp on when traveling alone is the hotel because I like to know that I'm somewhere safe. But if you're traveling with like a friend or something, like I feel like trying to look for affordable hotels with like hotwire.com was something I used to do a lot when I would travel with friends. Um, I usually would just like buy the hotel through there because they give you like a discounted option. So try something like that. I feel like they have a lot of good deals on there. Another question you asked was, how do you balance your social media time? I don't. I really don't. I'm actually like needing to go to Pilates in like not that long from now. And I just keep telling myself like, okay, I'm going to go to Pilates, but like I'm not done with work yet. So when I get back from Pilates, I'm going to need to continue to do work. And that's just like, that's just one being a business owner in any capacity, but two, that is just like the internet. And I think when you first start being on social media and like creating and stuff, it's like so fun and it still is. But I think when you go from having something as a hobby to something as a job, you still want to do it just as much because you love it just as much. But with the job, you have to create boundaries. And I feel like with a hobby, you don't really need as many boundaries because life kind of creates the boundaries for you. For example, like whenever I would make videos and things, I would do that after work when I had my full-time job. So I just could not do it more. Now I don't have a full-time job other than this. So it's like, I can do this all the time, all day, <laughs> night and day. Like, so I have to make the boundaries for myself. So it's very hard. Um, so I don't really balance it, but I want to get better at that this year. Another question you asked was, what is your current favorite movie or TV series? Guys, I do not really watch TV like at all. And I think it's because I read so much. Um, but I really do love How I Met Your Mother. That's always been a good like throwback show that I've really enjoyed watching with Brady. Another question is, how many books have you read so far this year? And so far, I think I've read 25 books. Let me look at my Goodreads. Um, I update that like every week. So yeah, I've read 25 books so far. Um, I just finished Coach Me by Shanor Williams. Not me like talking about books when I said I am not going to be talking about books. But uh, y'all, that book was not for me. It is giving Jennifer Hartman, uh, Penelope Douglas, like it's about a girl who like falls for her coach and he falls for her. But I just didn't like it. And I do think that if you like those authors books, you'd probably like this one. But for me, I was just like, I'm kind of getting the ick because she's 19 and he's like the head coach of a college, like, you know, and she's obviously in college, but I just was like, it's not for me. And I do think that that book is for someone, but it's not for me. And another question you asked was, what's your favorite book? And I'd probably say that my favorite book that I recommend is Love and Other Words by Christina Lauren. Um, that's probably my favorite, like, fluffy read. I don't know if I could just pick one, though. So after that, I would probably say the next book that I really love is um, Before I Let Go by Kennedy Ryan. That's probably my favorite, like, heartfelt read so far. And then I think my favorite series is the Magnolia Park series because that series just literally gets me every single time I want to read the whole series over again. But let's get into the rest of the episode. And I feel like these are going to be good tips for you guys. So I just, I don't know. I feel like when it comes to summer and like starts to get warmer, the first thing I think of is like, how am I going to have like a good summer if I don't have any money? And again, I don't think about that as much now, but I definitely did think about it in my 20s. And so these are just going to be some tips on how to romanticize your life without spending money. And the first thing is to listen to music while reading or just doing anything. Like kind of how I mentioned that like if you're doing homework, 
like adding in music can just make it more fun. Like adding in music is just a vibe. Like last night I was listening to that song. I don't know if you guys follow me on TikTok, but if you don't, you definitely should. Cause I share like three videos, well, one to three videos like a day. Um, and I just like love hanging out over there. And I share a lot of stuff there that I don't share on like Instagram or YouTube or whatever. And I shared like that song by who's the author. Um, I just added it. I have this like summer playlist where um, it's like all these summer vibe songs that like make me excited for summer. And it's called End of Beginning. End of Beginning. And I think the last, the author, or wow, not author, the artist is Djo or DJO. I don't know, Joe. <laughs> um, and it talks about Chicago and like how Chicago is pretty much a vibe in the summer. And I just kept thinking, wow, listening to this in the summer, like with the windows down, screaming out the window would be a vibe. And I feel like listening to music just really romanticizes the moment and makes it fun. Like imagine if you're sitting outside doing your homework, listening to music, like you are giving Rory Gilmore, like you are giving Gilmore girls, you're giving like main character. So listening to music definitely adds like a romantic, like you can definitely romanticize your, your life that way. Another way to romanticize your life without spending money is to eat your meals outside on a little picnic instead of inside at your table. And again, that's, I wouldn't say it's free because obviously we have to eat, but I'm trying to think of things that like you're already paying for the food. You know, you're already like making dinner, lunch, whatever. Just take it outside. Like taking it outside, even if it's like cold right now, grab a blanket, take it outside. You'll feel so much better and you will feel like main character energy. And another way to romanticize your life without spending money is to go swimming at sunset. Now, I actually did this with friends a while back. We just found a random like creek and like went and swam in it. And at first I was like, oh, I don't even know if you can swim out here. But we didn't see any signs that said like you couldn't. So we just like did it and it was a vibe. Oh my God, guys. It literally, I was like, this is giving movie. Like this is giving like we're in a movie and I couldn't get over it. And I was like, we need to do it again. And of course, just like, you know, life happens. We never did it again, but hopefully we're going to do it again this summer and hopefully a lot more. Another way to romanticize your life without spending money is to sing your favorite songs in the car at the top of your lungs and dance like no one's watching. And a couple of songs that I really like are Dancing Queen, uh, Lil Boo Thing by Paul Russell, Party Up by DMX, Juice by Lizzo. All of those I feel like give the vibe that's like, I don't know, just like main character. And I feel like a lot of these have to do with music, but they do like make me just feel in a really good mood. Another way to romanticize your life without spending money is to go pick flowers for yourself. And I think that we do not do this enough. And maybe you don't have to like buy them because I feel like I get like, I don't know, people say that a lot, like go buy yourself flowers. But it's like, y'all, that's expensive. Just go outside and see what you can pick. Like go to an open field and like pick some flowers and bring them home. Maybe they won't last very long, but I think the, the act of doing it is like a little self-love and like a little thing that you can do for yourself that you probably will enjoy later on. And another way to romanticize your life without spending money is to watch the sunrise. And I've been doing this a lot lately because I mean, I've been waking up at 5 a.m. to read for probably the last like, I don't know, maybe since like autumn or summer. I can't even remember when I started, but it has been one of the best habits I've added into my schedule. And I literally do it because I want to read more. And that's when I get most of like my reading just like relaxation done is in the morning because I'm rested for one. And whenever I wake up, I'm like, oh, this is like relaxing. And then I see the sunrise, turn on some music, 
and I read it, it is a vibe. And so watching the sunrise, I feel like just gives main character energy and will help you romanticize your life in a very, very free way. It's literally zero dollars. And another way to romanticize your life uh, without spending money is to make a fun drink. And that doesn't have to be alcoholic. It could be like a little mocktail. You could grab just like some things in your fridge and mess around. Um, maybe you'll grab like a little soda or an Olipop or something and then add in like some, I don't know, fruit and see like how it ferments or add in some lemon juice and just like mess around with it. I mean, how do people make drinks, whether it's mocktails or like alcoholic drinks, how do they figure out how to make it? You know, they just like experiment. And I think we don't experiment and play enough as adults. And another way to romanticize your life without spending money is to take a walk in nature while listening to your favorite podcast. And for the last thing to do to romanticize your life without spending money is to bring a book with you wherever you go and pull out, pull it out to read instead of reaching for your phone. And that's a big one. Like I do that every day. Like if I'm going to get my eyebrows done, I'm bringing a book and I'm reading it in line. Um, I pull out a book when I'm at the chiropractor and waiting in the waiting room and it just like romanticizes my life so much. I feel anything that like makes you feel like the main character is something that I think is beneficial to add into your life. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I love you most more than anyone you know. Well, maybe not, but I love you a lot and I'll see you guys next week in the next one. Bye guys.